and hands down, I'm always headed out there. Sound of Freedom in Ozark, SOF-USA.com. This is the Elijah Har Show with Springfield's premier news, analysis, and opinion on 93.3 and AM 560, the new KWTO. Oh, welcome back to KWTO. It's snake draft time. Our question today, what are some common Christian, what are your top four Christian sayings? Garrett plays the music. With Eli's coming, still playing. Well, you can't just cut it off. It's such a good song, though. It is a good song. Garrett plays the music, not a common Christian saying. It's time for another snake draft on the Elijah Har Show. Come on, slither it up. Vote for your favorite list on Twitter at 933KWTO or on the Elijah Har Show Facebook page. We're trying something new today. We're going to do our snake draft with a third person who is remote. Joe L. Cannon, thanks for joining us for the snake draft today. Joel, are you there? This is off to a rough start already. <laughs> this is... Yes, it is. Okay. Well, uh, I can hear your voice. Well, hopefully I can. Okay. Well, here I am. But I'm in Mount Vernon, so I may not have great service. We're just going to trust it. All right. Garrett swears there's an easy first choice, but I think we'll give Joel the first choice since she's on the road today. Okay. Um, first choice. I'm going to say, I just don't have a piece about that. Or, I have a piece about that. That is like classic Christian lingo. If somebody says that, in like when you're just in the middle of a conversation, you're immediately like, wait a minute. I think where do I, you go to church? Where do you go to yeah. church? Um, yeah, it's- I had in my house a contractor, and he said it like three times. And I'm like, where is the what would Jesus do bracelet? Oh, oh, very nicely done. Garrett, I'm going to let you go, go Go next. So I feel like this one's pretty simple. First off, Joel, great pick. Um, I, I, do, I do think you did a really good job on the first overall pick. But there is a clear-cut number one, and you passed on it. It's bless your heart. It's so an absolute that, classic. Is that a Christian saying or just a Southern saying? Is there really a difference? Maybe not. Maybe not. But bless your heart is the quintessential, which is a word I've never used before. But it's a great word. But it's a great word. Um, It's the quintessential Christian phrase of, oh, did you hear their daughter? Their daughter started drinking alcohol. Bless their hearts. Like just, it's the best Christian gossip starter of all time. I, I love it so much. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, uh, I get two picks. Um, the problem with all of mine, I feel like they were really big in the nineties and early two thousands. I don't know if they still use these sayings a lot, but I'm going to do both of them. Um, 
hate the sin, love the sinner. Yep. That's like... Oh, man, I had that on my list. <laughs> it's such a cliche devo- default to like, oh, well, you know, and then you just drop that line, and I love it because I used to hear it all the time. I don't feel like I hear it as much anymore, and I, I like it because it straddles the line between legalism and grace. Hate the sinner, got my legalism, or hate sin, legalism, love the sinner, grace, it's like it's like you're you're pri- trying to play for both camps. I love that thing. That's a good one. Uh, my next one uh, is 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 more bumper stickerish. It's also a bumper sticker I used to see all the time. I theologically have a major issue with it. It's God is my pilot. I'm just the co-pilot. And the reason I don't like that, and I know I'm I'm picking apart bumper stickers now, which I don't do. People still put bumper stickers on their car. I'm not sure, Un- unless it's the coexist one. No, and that one's <laughs> lame. So, um, I think I don't like that one because, like, the Bible's always like, you make your own decisions. Like, you can ask God to help you, but you've got to make the decisions. I don't know. I find it theologically very, very light. But you can choose to let God be your co-pilot or be your pilot. Like you can choose to let him steer the plane or not. I mean, but he's never going to be the one that's like, I'm holding the wheel. You may think Jesus take the wheel, (laughs) but you still got the wheel. Jesus might say, if you want my advice, you should do this. But you got to make the turns, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. I think he's like, no, my advice is in the Bible. Why don't you sit down and read it? Like that's. (laughs) Right. Uh, so that's an interesting question. So if your thought is the vice is in the Bible, are you one of these people that's like, you know, God doesn't give a word of knowledge. You just go read the Bible. That's where you get it. I'm not going to weigh in on that yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garrett, back to you. Right. So um, this one is, is getting a little tougher now because I uh, apparently don't know as many Christian sayings as I thought I did. But <laughs> I, I got a I got a good one. Um I have a good one that I'm debating between. I'm just, I'm just going to go with hedge of protection. It's, <laughs> it's an absolute classic. Everybody has used it at least once or twice in their lives. And honestly, hedges aren't that powerful. So I feel like we need to come up with a better, a better saying. It's also, I think it's a good one because nobody just uses that in a saying unless you are an, like a very sincere churchgoer. You know, the love the sinner, hate the sin. You hear people say that all the time. Nobody says hedge of protection unless they've had at least two different small groups they've been in for a period of time. That person has gone to vacation Bible school. (laughs) Multiple times. (laughs) Yes. All right, Joelle, you got back-to-backers here. I do. So I will just clarify that even my first one, it's like, these things are actually true, and I myself use them. I don't have a piece about that. That's a totally legitimate thing to say, but it is definitely like a, a flag that this person, like you said, goes to VBS, has been to a potluck, and is in a home group. The fact um, that they know what a potluck is says a lot. Yes. Okay, my number two pick is, and I, I'm stealing this from my mother. She doesn't use it, but she reminded me of it. And I also... You're right. These are like 80s and 90s phrases. But God told me. God oh, told me that. so good. Yes. Well, you know, I was on a run and God just spoke to me and said, and, and I totally think this happens for many reasons on runs, actually. Um, but I think it happens and it's true. But yes, God spoke to me. God told me. Fill in the blanks. 
That is an excellent pick, Joel. I think every person who's ever run for president as a Republican has used that line once. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I uh, I feel, yeah, yeah. So, again, it's like I think it may be true, but it's definitely like, ding, 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 that person talks to Jesus, that person goes to church, which is great. That's great. All right, you get the next um, picture. I do. Okay. I'm, my, I have one I know you guys aren't going to pick, so I'm going to save that for my fourth one. The next one. That's I'm a dangerous say, move. Dangerous move. Very. Yeah, there's just like no way. But um, number three, I would say, you know, I must be doing something right because the devil's attacking me today. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's Sunday morning. The devil was in our house this morning. He was attacking us and we're late for church. We got in a fight on, you know, that it's like that, that story. That is my number three. That, that is such a good, I feel like Joel's running away with this draft after those two picks. I mean, hey, I didn't do Christian school and Christian church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night for anything, for nothing. (laughs) I did it so I can win this draft. (laughs) She's like, I've had more practice than both of you combined. Well, I don't know. right. (laughs) He'd be the PK. I'm not sure if I can beat him. Garrett? You're up next. Uh, so speaking of being a pastor's kid, this is I, I grew up listening to a lot of sermons, and there is a classic line that pastors use over and over and over again. And it was I'm I'm pretty sure it was a sermon series of mine for a little while. And it's it's really, really good and it still has some good uh good meaning behind it. Let go and let God. Oh just yeah. We've all been sitting in a church and heard a pastor say that, and it's just, it's a little breath of fresh air. I, I love the sermons that, um, and they go a little overboard sometimes, but I love the sermons that kind of remind us as Christians just to relax sometimes. Just, hey, you are not fighting this whole spiritual warfare thing completely on your own. Just breathe for a minute. Like, you don't have to be perfect. You just just breathe and let go and let God. So I I really like that saying, and it's one that Christians use all the time. So I, yes. go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, there's an updated version of this on me in memes, which is let go, let God, and oh, go to sleep. I should have gone first. I was going to use that <laughs> as my next one. What? Well, uh, hold on. I'm I'm drawing a strike through on my phone um, <laughs> between. Um, wait, what, what one did you say? He said, let go, let God. And I said, there's an updated version, which is like a meme I've seen recently. That's like at the end of that, it says, and go to sleep. Oh, that is not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. That's like the new, I carry a Stanley cup version of that saying. (laughs) Stanley cup. That's what it is. That's what all the, the, all the cool kids have. Cool kids have these days. Yeah. Yeah. All the cool kids. Um, all right, my corollary to Garrett's, because yours was what? Let go and let God. When God closes the door, he opens the window. Yep. yep. That's so cliched, and it's totally in the, it's, it, it, it essentially comes after let go and let God, because it's like, well, you know, just because he's not blessing you the way that you want to be blessed, there's a totally separate blessing you don't know that's coming into your life. When God closes the door, he opens the It's almost like those two run in unison together. And again, it's, it's not necessarily theologically sound, you know? 
Like, he might open a window, but he might not. But he might have just just closed the door. He might have just said, this is not something you need in your wheelhouse. He might be telling you to wander in the wilderness for 40 years and just just (laughs) sit there stuck. Like, that happens in the Bible. (laughs) Uh, Which leads me to my final cliched Christian saying. God will not give you more than you can handle. I hate that so much. I hate the saying for multiple reasons. First of all, let's talk about Joe, who lost not just all of his businesses, not just all of his lands. He lost all of his kids. Now, I don't know a person that would be like, I can handle losing all of my children and and, and I'll be okay. God didn't give me more than I can handle. The second reason I have a problem with this is because sort of the point of the Christian walk is that we can't handle it. That the, the trials and tribulations that we face daily, weekly, monthly, they are more than we can handle. And the only reason we are still alive is because his strength is more like stronger than ours. And so like I hate that line. I feel like that line is a secular idea of what Christianity is. Kind of like people like, oh, Christians never, they never use bad language. Well, some do. They, they shouldn't use the Lord's name in vain. That's very clearly spelled out. But there's nothing about the other. Or, or Christians shouldn't drink. Well, but, but God changed water to wine. Like, let's not create these fake versions of what Christianity is. God won't give you more than you can handle. In my mind, is absolutely wrong. He allows things to happen to you that are more than you handle because he wants you to rely, rely upon him. That's my number four pick. I think God will God will consistently give you more than you can handle, so you learn to rely on Him. That's the which whole is, point. Which is kind of like the the non religious saying of of what you know ships don't learn to sail in the harbor or whatever it is. Oh, that's like, a good one. I've never a, heard that. You've never heard that? No, but that's oh a great God. saying. It's very cl- but it, it's very similar to like it's. Anyways, all right, I'm done. Garrett, you're up. Well. And did God hand out these things, or are they a product of our own sinfulness or just natural sin? So I, the entire premise of the saying has problems. I'm going to piggyback off of that statement and that pick, really, because there's one thing that Christians have learned to say whenever somebody is going through more than they can handle, and it is never helpful at all, whether it's whether it's a death, whether it's a loss, whether it's you know a job going wrong, financial situation, whatever it is, Nobody hates hearing this phrase more than me and whoever else, especially non-Christians, hate hearing it. But everybody hates it. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> oh, That's not even a Christian saying. It, but it derives from a Christian saying. And as Christians say it all the time, we just point to God and say, well, no, maybe God caused this for you to go through something. Like, yeah, maybe, but I don't need to hear that right now. Like, just... Let me grieve or freak out or worry in peace without having to think about some bigger issue. It never issues any comfort to whoever it's being said to. I would agree. I believe it's time for the final pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Joel, did we pick the pick that you uh, no. you were hoping for? Okay, good. Oh, no, no, I... I'm coming in strong with my fourth and final pick here. This is the uh, one that I you said neither of us would get. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard someone say this in a long time, thankfully, basically since college. However, in college, there was a girl that I saw on a routine basis. Hey, we'll call her Heidi. 
Hey, Heidi, how was your week? Oh, I had a really good week. I went on a date with Jesus. Oh, dating Jesus is the worst. Dating See, Jesus. I, I'm like going to be honest with you. Every single girl in college is dating Jesus right uh, now. So I was homeschooled. We didn't believe in dating. I don't know anybody who's ever used the line. I, I, this is a new one by me. It's, it's probably. Well, it's, it is a age specific one. Is this like say. high school? Like you got to go to yep. public school Christians or what? Cause like homeschoolers don't say they're dating Jesus. They don't date anybody. Well, <laughs> they, I think it's like college Christians. And this was in the courting. This was like in the Joshua Harris. Yeah. I kissed dating goodbye. I kissed dating goodbye era. So you were allowed to date Jesus, but you weren't allowed to date anyone else. You were, you're only allowed to court, which is a whole nother. And then, you know, he, he then wrote the follow-up, which was like, I gave it another chance, basically. But and anyway, then he wrote the last is, one, which is, I've left my wife and religion. Ooh, yeah, that was bad. Um, <laughs> it, didn't go, it didn't go well. But, um, yeah, so I would say this is, like, more the Garrett age range, but yep. I'm, I'm dating Jesus or I went on a date with Jesus means I went to a coffee shop and I took Instagram pictures of my Bible and my coffee. <laughs> 100% dating Jesus, <laughs> LOL with like a, a cute little Christian cross in the end. Uh, yes. And they always, they always have a cross necklace on as well. <laughs> this is, I, I can go back to college now and be successful. I think <laughs> So, I, I've literally never heard this line before. This it's it it's usually it's also brought up um, whenever a guy tries to date a girl and the girl's not attracted to him at all, and she goes, "Oh, I'm I'm dating Jesus." I right thought now. it was more like right I thought yeah. it was more like thirty six year old girl never been married, and so whenever yeah, so and so's like, "Why don't you marry a nice boy?" Well, I'm just dating Jesus. Well, and. This this brings up another common Christian saying because we can just I think we can throw out some extra <laughs> ones we like, have I, on our list. I'm not going to stop now. No, I, I can't. Can't stop. Won't stop. Um, another thing that they will say is a a I'm in a season of singleness. Just seasons oh, in general. A season. A season. The word season. A season. Yes. Why did none of us say season? Because <laughs> you're right. A season of something is a very yes. common Christian. Thing. I'm just in a season of drug abuse. Like no, get some help, man. <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> uh, I'm in a season of Chick Fil A every day. Okay. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to Jesus think of more. Chicken. That's another one. You I've never, never heard Jesus that. Jesus Chicken. Oh, oh no, yeah. Anybody chicken, who's, that's what we call it. Oh, Christian what what should we what should we get to eat tonight? Oh, we should get some Jesus Chicken. Like that's what oh. every big evangelical <laughs> person calls Chick Fil A. Oh, but it's Sunday, so we can't. Whoops, gonna have to pick something uh, else. Speaking of that. I don't know if y'all have seen the latest John Christ reel, but he plays a drug dealer who goes to Chick-fil-A on Saturday night, buys a whole bunch of stuff, and then sits at Chick-fil-A on Sunday morning and sells it to the Christians that show up trying to get chicken. So he like opens his trench coat and he's like, oh, you want one of these chicken sandwiches? You want and he's like selling for an upcharge. It's actually, it's, it's, it's like, I watched it and like, this isn't like technically funny, but the concept, I've not stopped thinking about it ever since then. I just want the Polynesian sauce. That's all. All right, Joelle, thanks so much for joining us for our snake draft. As we do every day, we finish up with a quote of the day. And listen, we're in sort of this like 
you know, overquoted biblical sayings thing. So let's just finish up with the the most quoted verse for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have eternal life. We really should have finished the program with the song Just As I Am. We'll see you tomorrow on the Elijah Har Show. To the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and